Welcome to the Health Fix Podcast, where health junkies get their weekly fix of tips, tools, and techniques to have limitless energy, sharp minds, and fit physiques for life. Hey, health junkies. On this episode of the Health Fix Podcast, I'm interviewing Amy Wilson. She's a board-certified geriatric pharmacist, a certified fitness professional, and a certified nutrition coach using the faster way to fat loss platform. Amy is fabulous. She cracks me up. We have very similar thoughts when it comes to healthcare and helping with preventative medicine. But the best part about Amy, she's a pharmacist that works in a clinical situation. What does that mean? She reviews charts all day long. What does that entail? You're looking at data on people from basically the course of their history And because she's a geriatric pharmacist, she is in a nursing home. She's seeing folks younger than ever coming into nursing homes. She's seeing why they're coming in. Huge insights into how not to end up in a nursing home. So that is the theme of this podcast, but also just lots of other information on semaglutide and other things and what she's seeing out there as side effects of not taking care of yourself as you get older. So I'm excited for this podcast. I hope you are too. Let's introduce you to Amy K. Wilson. Hey, all junkies. I have Amy Wilson on and I'm excited today because I get to geek out quite a bit here. And so Amy, welcome to the Health Fix Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I am excited to geek out with you today because that's (laughs) my favorite thing to do too. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a nerd at heart and and knowing that I've got somebody on that's a pharmacist always brings joy to my heart because I can pick your brain on all kinds of things. And in particular today, we're definitely going to take it in a different direction than folks might be thinking about all pharmacy. We're going to talk about what happens when you do get these certain meds in the body. And in particular, we're going to talk about the ozempic and semaglutides um, here in a second, but board certified geriatric pharmacist. What yeah. got you, what got you towards that direction? Like what, what was, what was the impetus for that? To be honest, I hate retail. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, you know, I did, I did the retail center. I, uh, when I first started out in pharmacy years ago, I'm in my fifties, I went the retail route and mm-hmm. then did a little, did a, did a little bit of long-term care during that time. Moved to Chicago and guess what's on every corner in Chicago was Walgreens, right? So I worked at Walgreens. I worked at one of the busiest Walgreens back in the day on Michigan and Chicago. It was great. I absolutely loved it. And then life took me to Louisville, Kentucky and just wasn't feeling the Walgreens love as much or the, the retail love as much. And I'm like, you know what? I need to get back to my clinical roots. I really want to do something that I feel is more impactful and went back to long-term care. And with that, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm I'm (laughs) the same way. And, And it's the same thing when I, when I got my fitness certifications, I'm certified in pretty much everything except yoga. And then with my nutrition certifications, mm-hmm. I just keep getting more and more and more because I am a nerd and more information. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you know what? I'm in the geriatric realm. There are several different board certifications with pharmacy now. There's oncology, there's peds, 
there is medication therapy management, and they have one for geriatrics. And being a consultant, dealing with the geriatric population, although some of my people in my nursing homes are not geriatric population, which we can talk about, I wanted to have more something, you know, I want to sink my teeth into it, get really into it. And so therefore I studied and became board certified geriatric pharmacist. So I am a long-term care consultant. I go into nursing homes, uh, CMS regulations is that every chart gets reviewed by a consultant or a pharmacist every single month. And that's what I do. Wow. Wow. Ooh, that's a, that's a hefty job. Now, exciting though, too, because I bet you can see some really good things happen, you know, based on different meds, but also you're seeing side effects, which is where, mm-hmm. of course, I I wanted to go with a lot of these, these things. And, and in particular, looking at what's going on with this explosion of semaglutide and ozempic and, and I'm guessing that you're seeing some folks even in the long-term care facilities that are using these products. Cause you mentioned younger folks, not geriatric in a long-term care facility. Give us the scoop. What are you saying? So what I'm seeing is, and this is where kind of everything just comes together. I say I'm a triple, <laughs> I have fitness, I have nutrition, I'm a pharmacist. What I'm seeing is preventable life diseases that are coming into the nursing homes, 40 year olds, 50 year olds, early sixties, and it's heart disease, diabetes, strokes, it's lifestyle. It is things that could definitely be prevented. There are, it's, it's hard because I, you know, I'll do a mission review and I'll see someone has my date of birth or younger. And so me being me, I'm digging the the history and physical, the H and P and looking at everything. And, and you can see the cascade effect of poor health choices. You can see what happens. And, and that's not to say some people definitely, there are issues, there are disease states that we can't prevent, but there's a lot of things that we can do. And when I'm seeing younger and younger residents coming in, that's not a lifestyle that I don't think anybody even thinks about. They don't think about being 50 and being in a nursing home or 40 and being in a nursing home. We think in the now, we don't think in the future. And as I was going through my nutrition, kind of what I was going through with me with perimenopause and menopause and getting my act together and realizing that, Hey, my A1C is going up, which is for those who don't know, it's a pre-diabetes marker. Mm-hmm. Um, my cholesterol is going up. Everything's going up. And here I am a nutrition coach and I teach classes. What am I doing wrong? What's going on? And realizing that there's so much misinformation out there that when you go back to the science and realize with the science that what that tells you is that, hey, we have all this stuff right at our fingertips. We just choose not to listen. We want the, sometimes for us, we want something that's, I won't say the easy button, but something we don't have to think about. Mm -hmm. The problem with the GLP-1s in my nursing homes are the one thing that the GLP-1s will tell you, this works with in conjunction with diet and exercise. Every single thing that you see with the GLP-1 says you must have this in conjunction with diet and exercise. Well, in my facilities, guess what they're not getting? Diet and exercise. So I'm not seeing the great results with GLP-1s in my facilities. They're on them. It's as an adjunct to other medications because they are full-blown type two insulin dependent 
diabetics. Is it helping them with losing weight? No. Is it helping them with insulin sensitivity? Not judging by the A1Cs. I would say 80% are not seeing the good results. 20% seeing some decent results with them, but it's not the miracle drug that when we talked about this just before we got on the call about going across the board and thinking something is good for everybody. Not everything works for everybody. And what people have to understand is that it may not work, but it's still going to carry the side effects. And that's something that you have to think about that any medication and even supplements, people get, I'm going to take this supplement or this diet supplement and think that there's not a possible negative outcome. There is always a side effect. You just have to understand that there's always a side effect, be prepared for the side effect and understand that that side effect, you may think it may not happen to you, but there is always that good, good possibility that you might be one of those people, the one in 10 who it happens to. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely one of those things. And and yes, before we hit record, I had said that a lot of people are contacting me and saying, Hey doc, I want to lose some weight. I want to use semaglutide. And now of course we, we can't get it from compounding pharmacies. We have to look at sources that are basically for research purposes only to be able to get a hold of it. And, you know, I really wanted to speak to who, you know, these folks who are asking for this for a magic, basically of, oh, I I just need to drop 20 pounds. Have you ever seen that happen with anyone that you've worked with? And, and give us like the actual impact of what that could cause for someone. Okay. So let's dive in. First of all, let's, let's, let's really dive in on what happens. Let's talk about side effects. So can you, can you lose 20 pounds? Yes. Okay. Before you go, yes, sign me up. I need this now. (laughs) Let's talk about the negative outcomes. And that's what we don't realize. We think that, oh my gosh, there's finally something for weight loss. Sign me up. I'm going to take this. I don't care what happens. Okay, well, with GLP-1s, what happens is it slows down your digestion. So you're not hungry. Okay, sign me up. Got it. That's my problem right there. (laughs) But it slows it down so much that you're nauseated. Mm -hmm. You may be constipated. You may get, um, some people might actually have some diarrhea issues. It may slow it down to the point of causing something called gastroparesis, which Mm -hmm. is the total shutdown of your GI system. The problem with that is it's not reversible. And if anybody knows anybody who has gastroparesis, it's not pretty. No. And you don't want to be in your 40s, 50s and be dealing with that for the rest of your life because that is now going to be your focus of attention. It's it's not worth those 20 pounds to get that. The other problem is with not eating, you're not getting in nutrition. I am a nutrition coach who does not focus so much on weight loss. And I know people are like, well, I'm not working with her. I, I want to lose weight. Well, let me, let me tell you why I don't focus on weight loss because weight loss and weight, the scale means absolutely nothing. When you step on the scale and you lose a bunch of weight, I'm going to tell you it's not fat. It's probably more than likely a little bit of fat and mostly muscle. You slowed your metabolism down. That's why every time you went on a diet and you lost weight very, very quickly, it came right back on and it brought friends. 
It, it does. And then you'd like, okay, well, I'm going to try this diet again. Well, why did it work this time? Because girlfriend, you didn't have, you didn't have, you didn't have muscle to lose. Your body's like, uh-uh, hold on for a second. No, 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 no. You're not taking my muscle. You're not. And then your body counteracts with adding more fat. Well, crap, that's not what I wanted. So when you have something like semaglutide that stops your, what you're eating, you're going to lose muscle. Why are they, you know, why are people getting ozempic face and ozempic butt? It's not the fat that they lost from those areas. It's the muscle they lost. Muscle is what gives you shape. So when they have this now flat butt, it's because they lost all that muscle in their tushy. And it's, it's, there's no shape to it. Same thing with your face. If the face gets like sunken in, there's muscle in our face. So you lose muscle. You're also losing your metabolism. Now you're not bringing in food. So you're not building muscle. You're not bringing in amino acids. So your body needs amino acids going to take it from muscle. You're not bringing in vitamins and minerals. Guess where it's going to go? Your body's smart. It's going to survive. It's going to start taking from the bones. Mm-hmm. So what I am really worried about is starting to see 35, 40, 45 year olds who now have osteopenia, osteoporosis, sarcopenia. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid we're going to start seeing hip fractures that we normally see in 80 year olds. We're going to start seeing those in 40 year olds. And the problem is, is that not only is are you losing weight on it? Which everybody's like, yes, but you're also getting a psychological dependence on this because we know that you stop the injections, the weight can come back. Yeah. And I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and she said she had a client who came to her because she wanted to get off of it, but didn't want to get off of it. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, she's Mm -hmm. on the couch. (laughs) She can't move. She's exhausted all the time. She lost the weight that she wanted, but she's afraid to go off the medication because she's going to gain it all back, but she's not living. So you can be skinny and be very unhealthy. And if you can't live, what's the purpose? Mm -hmm. There's a huge disconnect that we think that skinny equals healthy. It's, It's not. What we need to start figuring out is... How can I heal within? How can I be healthy? And especially in midlife, how can I start keeping my muscle and adding my muscle? Mm-hmm. Quit worrying about skinny. I know all of us, um, <laughs> a lot of us grew up in the 80s. You know, skinny was the thing. Flat butts were the thing. You know, we wanted to be in these skinny jeans. That wasn't healthy. Wasn't healthy then. It's not healthy now. And especially as we are in midlife, it's definitely not healthy because what that lifestyle will do is give you a one-way ticket to the nursing home. And I don't think we want that. I think all of us want to be on the beach, enjoying life <laughs> and living life to the fullest, no matter what age we are. That we don't want to be just sitting in a nursing home, bored. <laughs> for lack of time. I mean, it's 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 not it's not living. It's not. So I think that we have to realize that even though the news shows that this is a miracle, it's a miracle. And I'm not someone against medication. If somebody wants to be on it, there's a way to be on it and to make sure that you are eating, to make sure that you're keeping your muscle mass and making sure there's a, a, I won't say escape plan, but a plan to get off and understanding that we're doing for your health, not to get skinny. Mm -hmm. 
I would prefer to do the other way, do the other route, because a lot of people will say, well, I've tried everything. I've tried everything. I'm going to say, mm, you've tried every fad diet out there and they don't work. Have you tried health? Have you tried healing within? Have you tried actually eating, eating real food, not the ultra processed food, working on decreasing your chronic inflammation and working on increasing your muscle mass? I can say probably most people will probably say, well, no, not really. Not really. I thought I was eating healthy. I Googled it. I thought I was eating what I was supposed to, but it just didn't work. Well, because, because you weren't doing the right things for your body. You thought, you thought you were doing the right things. And let me tell you, everybody, I understand. We think we're doing the right things. We Google it. We read about it. And we're told so many things. It's almost analysis paralysis that we think we're doing everything right. Sometimes you need a little help. Sometimes you need some direction to get you there and understand it is a slow freaking process and embrace the journey and realize that your start date is when you ever start to start and you don't have an end date. It's not a 10 day fix, a 21 day fix. It's not a six week. It is a lifestyle that you will have to change behaviors and habits, but you'll be better for it than relying on a medication that can give you a lot of side effects. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this is something that, you know, we need to just keep repeating over and over again. And and maybe it'll set in, maybe not, you know, as human nature is where we're looking for that quick fix. But one thing that I do think really does get the attention of a lot of women that I see is when they're seeing, like you had mentioned, your A1Cs going up, your cholesterol's going up, and you're like, okay, I'm starving myself. I am working out, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not able to keep these things in check. What do I do? And so usually in my world, the first question is, you know, are hormones going to fix it? Well, I'm like, yeah, sure. They can help a little bit, but I definitely want to hear from your side of things. What, what are you doing to help with, with these factors that folks start to see happening as we get older? So hello, my name is Amy K. Wilson. I was a <laughs> cardio junkie. Um, and I, and, and what's funny is, is that I, I have a lot of different certifications in nutrition and a, non, a lot of them did not put together science, which we've come a long way with nutrition back in the eighties. It was all low fat, you know, we, oh my gosh, we have to get rid of the fat. So what do we do? We have fat free, this low fat, this we've added all our sugar. Okay. Hello, diabetes. We put, we have set ourselves up for where we are here in 2024. We have with, with our lifestyle changes, with our dietary changes, with ultra processed foods, we have created the Ozempic Wagovi pandemic. We have, we, and, and I'm sure big pharma's like, ching, thank you so much. But what we've been doing is wrong. And what I was doing was wrong thinking that I had to spend hours doing cardio, thinking that I need to start cutting more and more food, no carbs, you know, higher fat, doing all, you know, the keto, the keto craze. <laughs> what was happening was, let's go back to science. If I'm not feeling my body and I'm working out all the time, I was teaching 15 classes plus doing my own workout because I kept getting bigger and bigger. And I'm trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Well, I'm not giving my body what it needs. Our body is one humongo big chemical reaction. The food and minerals and vitamins that we give it can either help those chemical reactions or it can hinder those chemical reactions. Our body's programmed to try to survive no matter what. Mm -hmm. 
to give it the optimal, we have to give it real food, get rid of the ultra processed foods, the junk food, the candies, the sugar, alcohol. Yes. You can drink alcohol every once in a while. And yes, you can have a cookie every once in a while, but I'm talking about every single day. And we have to start fueling our body to take care of it. Not under eat, which most women under eat or were overfed, undernourished. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I'm going to throw some people under the bus, lean cuisine, healthy choice, um, any, any diet shake, all those kind of things that we might have a lot of chemicals, ultra processed foods. We're eating a lot of those. Can't understand that we're eating all this diet food and then nothing's working. Well, once again, you're not giving your body the right chemicals in order to have the reactions. So your body's going to hold on to fat. Your hormones are going to be in disarray. Your gut microbiome is going to be non-existent because you're not giving things to feed the gut microbiome. You're giving things to actually kill your gut microbiome. Splenda equal a lot of artificial sweeteners. So when we can dial back, look at the science and say, Hey, you know what? I need protein. I need carbohydrates. I need fat. And not only do I need that, I need quite a bit, not this a thousand calories a day thing and quit thinking about calories. Start thinking about in terms of macronutrients, your fat, your protein, your carbohydrates. I need those things. And the other thing that I need is I do need cardio, but I don't need excess. Because when I'm doing excess and I'm not fueling my body, well, then my body's going to take that energy from someplace else. It's going to take it from my from my muscle, not the fat. I know everybody's like, oh, but I was told that if I don't eat, and I, I, I work out in a fasted state and everything else, that I'm going to burn body fat. No, unfortunately not, unless you're fueling your body. Everything has to be optimal. And so if we can start fueling our body, if we can start doing cardio for cardiovascular health, not every single day, not HIIT training, high intensity interval training that leave it all on the floor every single day, a couple days a week. And then also we need to add weight training so that we're building that muscle. It is miraculous of what can happen. And it takes some time. It's a learning curve. It really is a learning curve to understand how your body reacts, how much you need, and to be able to move forward, it's not an, like you said, we want everything now. It's not mm-hmm. tomorrow. It's like, oh, I start this and tomorrow I should be in my next dress size. No, 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 no. It takes a while. It takes a while for your body to trust you again. It takes a while for you start building muscle. It takes a while for you to burn fat. What I will tell you with most of my clients, what happens in the first two weeks, they do lose inches, but a majority of that is inflammation is that they are losing the inflammation and then we're given the optimal environment for our body to start burning fat and building muscle. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I think most of the quick weight loss, you know, we we have to remind folks that that's inflammation weight. You take out chips, you take out processed stuff, you're going to drop some fluid, you know, that's mm-hmm. just how it's going to go. But I, I definitely, and I'm sure you see this too, is in a lot of women, I will get that, like, I am not increasing the amount of food I'm going to eat because it's going to make me gain weight. There's so much fear out there. Yeah. Isn't it was, remarkable? Yeah, I was the same way. I was the same way. And 
Um, I watch the program I coach now. I watch a couple of friends do it and they were looking amazing. And I'm like, okay, they're looking amazing, but they're not only looking amazing, they're feeling amazing. And their muscle tone was just crazy. I was like, they're not ripped. They're not big, but you know, you could see a little indentation on their shoulders and they looked taller and they held their themselves a little more, a little more confidence. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, I wasn't feeling that. And I wanted that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to do this. And it was a pro it's a program called fast way to fat loss. And that's why I coach now. And it was hard, hard. And I kept telling myself, okay, if what I'm doing now was working, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be trying to do something else. And I told my coach at the time, I'm going to be your worst client ever. I'm going to question everything. Cause here I am a pharmacist. I have all these other nutrition certifications. I, I'm just going to be work. Cause I'm going to question everything. And I said, but what one thing I am going to do is I'm going to jump all in. I'm just going to do it. And I hear, I thought it was in our six week program. I really did. I thought, Oh, you know, six weeks will get me on my way. I know everything. Peace out. And the amount of food I had to eat was crazy. And now I can't think of it. I, now I can't think about not going without it. Cause now I know how I feel and what it does for me. But at that time when eating a thousand, 1200 calories, and even though I knew about macronutrients, I was still kind of on the calorie kick. It, it was unreal because the amount of food that you have to eat when it's real food is totally different than when it's processed food. If you look at a lean cuisine or something like that, that's like 250 calories, it seems like it's just this little thing. And then if you actually are making your food, the broccoli, the salad, the chicken breast or steak or, or, or whatever you're eating or fish, it's quite a bit more than, and plus you need more than 250 calories. I'm going to tell you that right now. And it's crazy. And I know a lot of women are like, especially my clients are like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, but I'm going to gain weight. And I'm like, so how's that starvation working for you right now? <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not. You're gaining weight right now. I can't figure it out. So why don't we try to do the opposite? Because obviously what we've been told is wrong. And when we start fueling our body and they are like, wait a minute, I'm eating all this food and I'm dropping inches like crazy. What's going on? And I'm like, congratulations. Your body's finally saying, I can work. I can do the things I need to do. And it's, it's mind blowing, but it's scary. It's so scary because we are programmed to move more, eat less. That's all we've been told. Yep. 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 And it's, and it's, and it's not true. It's not true. Calories in versus calories out. There's differences. And unfortunately we take it to that so simplistic level that that's what we follow and it stops working and we can't understand. So what would, what do we do? We drop more calories and we add more movement and it still stops working, especially in midlife when we need fuel, when we need muscle and everything just starts to backfire. It's, it's crazy how, how much backfiring happens. And even like in myself, I'm now 45. I've started to see, you know, I've got, I've started to develop a little bit layer of fat over my muscle. I'm like, holy cow, how did this happen? Like I'm, you know, I've been eating, you know, the same, I do pretty, pretty good. I'm like, what am I screwing up on? Right. And I'm like, wow, okay. I need more protein. Right. And once, once you get back on that, you start going back to it. You're like, it is so crazy. And of course it is one of the biggest objections that I get from my clients is that I don't know how to eat that much protein. I can't do it. What's some of the advice that you give to folks when you're looking at like, how do I get in more protein? What are, what are some of your tips for folks? Because it does seem broth. to be. 
Okay. Bone broth. And the reason I say bone broth is sometimes you just can't eat another turkey breast, another chicken breast. You're like, if I see one of these, I'm going to just no. And especially like here, it's raining, it's cold, it's January. Bone broth is a great way to increase your protein intake with not feeling like you're chomping down on something. I, I also tell people it's like, okay, it's cold. Maybe you don't want to do a protein shake. And also let's look at your protein shake ingredients because there are some nasty protein shakes out there that are not doing you any favors. But one of my favorite things is protein, hot chocolate. So it's another thing that I can get protein in. And then let's look at what you're consuming. Cause if you only think it's chicken breast, well, no, there's a lot more than just chicken breasts. There's a lot more that we can do. We can do egg whites. We can do eggs. We can do shrimp. We can do tuna. We can do fish. We can do turkey. Um, we can have red meat a couple times a week. So there's all these other options that you have. It's just that sometimes we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. We just get in a rut. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of other things out there. And it's I'm actually just trying this product out right now. So I'm not affiliated with anything, but it's something called Just Meats. Mm-hmm. Um And if you're on Facebook, you're going to see it all the time, but it is, you know, they just send you pre-cooked organic meat. Hmm. It's been pretty dang good. And it's all different flavors and the sodium content is good. And it's, it, the marinades are just spices. It, I'm pretty impressed because, you know, there's, they have chicken, they have beef, and pork and you can choose and that kind of just keeps everything kind of fresh so where you're not eating the same thing at all so there there's things out there to help you don't be afraid to get coaching don't be afraid to get help so that you're not just doctor googling it and trying to figure out on your own because there is a lot of misinformation out there there's a lot of crazy stuff out there and be okay investing with yourself because investing in yourself because that's going to help and it's going to also save you a lot of time a lot of time. But I would say if the easiest, easiest one that you could do today would be go to the grocery store, get bone broth, not chicken broth. There's a difference. Get bone broth. Nice. Nice. Yes. On a cold winter day, having a little bit to sip on or even making a soup out of it can make it yeah. just glorious. And and the hot chocolate you mentioned now, how, give us your recipe. What are you doing with that? Is it a- I- I have a chocolate protein mix. Um, I use a two, couple different ones. I use their what's called our Fashion Way protein mix or Equip Prime chocolate protein mix. I warm up either some coconut milk or almond milk because I'm dairy free and just put it in my Vitamix, blend it, and I have protein. You can also do that with vanilla and coffee or chocolate and make a mocha. That's nice. another easy way to get some protein that you're like, I'm going to drink it anyway. And sometimes, you know, you want that Starbucks break, but you know, one, it's expensive Two, It's not good for you. So you can make your own latte at home or at work. And it's, and it's so good. My one tip is use a blender though. Don't, don't try to mix it. Blend blending, blending is what makes, and it gives you that little froth on the top. It's, it's perfect. Oh, yes. The froth. That's there's yeah. something about that. I've been known to <laughs> go after that for sure. So so tell us a little bit more about the faster way to fat loss and and how how that looks, because I think a lot of people, if they see it, it says fast. So we're thinking quick, but a lot of people are going to also think fasting. So it is. Yes. Tell us. So there tell is. Us. 
there is a fasting part. And I, I was scared of that. I had tried intermittent fasting. It didn't work for a hot minute. The problem is, is that we use intermittent fasting as a diet and intermittent fasting should never be used as a diet. It is a tool. The best thing that someone can do is to start fasting 12 hours. And what do I mean by that? So if you last, if your last dinner is like 6 37 PM, okay, don't eat again until seven o'clock the next morning. What we do as Americans is we get up, we have a little bit of coffee with our creamer and maybe it's a bagel or a muffin out the door. We go to work, we grab something at work. We pass somebody's, um, desk. They may have M&Ms or something. And then we go to lunch and like, you know what? I've already had so much crap. I'm just going to have a really light lunch because I've had a, you know, I'm, I'm just going to hold back on lunch, light lunch, two, three o'clock. Now you're slumped. The energy's energy's in the toilet. Okay. I better grab something and it's probably something not really healthy, or you're going to have a glorified protein bar. That's probably more like a candy bar. And then you eat again, maybe around four or five, eat again at dinner time. And then before you go to bed, you have that nighttime snacking with watching Netflix or something. So you go to bed at 10, you start eating at five. You only had five to six hours of digestive rest where if you can get back to maybe like three meals a day and a snack, you'll be better off for it. When you fast, you increase your insulin sensitivity, you decrease your insulin resistance, and you increase something called autophagy, which is cell turnover. Some people do 12-12, some people do what's called 14-10 or 16-8. My clients, I always start them out with 12-12 because the amount of food that they have to eat, they'd freak out if they have to put it in, eat it in a small little time space. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's, let's open up that window. I'm not a big fan of one meal a day. And that's the OMAD. You'll mm-hmm. see OMAD. And the reason being is there is no way you can get enough food in one meal a day and digest all of that and be healthy. Your body needs time. At the same point, grazing all day keeps your insulin levels elevated. We don't need that. It's it's you eat, you give yourself some rest, you eat, rest, eat, and then you have a big window of rest so that one, we can... This, this was my game changer with my A1C so that we can decrease that insulin resistance and increase insulin sensitivity. So, yeah. So the fast part is fasting and it's, if you think about it, you're sleeping mostly, hopefully six to eight hours a night and eight hours of that, we just have to add four more hours of not eating. Can you have coffee? Yes. Um, we do what's called a dirty fast. So it's anything that less than 50 calories. So if you have a little bit of creamer with your coffee, not, not a lot of creamer, and then we're going to start focusing on real food, getting rid of the ultra processed foods. We always say if it comes from the mother, it comes from the ground, fair game. We want those fruits. We want vegetables. Yes. We want bananas. (laughs) We want rice, sweet potatoes, all those things that we thought, oh my God, I can't eat that. It's going to make me fat, peanut butter. Yes, you can have all those things. And we do incorporate a treat once a week because I think when you don't incorporate treats, we all become the perpetual two-year-old. When somebody says, you can't have this, that's that's all you you want. That's all you think about. So then we also start what's called macro tracking. So remember I said calories don't mean crap. So we're going to actually look to see how much 
protein, fat, and carbs you need as an individual. So when I coach my clients, I do both group and one-on-one because I think that one-on-one is very important because it's not just, hey, eat this. It's also behaviors. Mm-hmm. And oh. I have several clients right now that I talk to on a daily basis because it's not about what they eat. It's the behavior associated with food. It's stress. That's what I go to. Um, one of my clients yesterday was texting me. It's like, I'm at work and they have a candy bar. Her go-to, she's stressed, was candy. I'm like, okay, so let's talk this through. And guess what? She didn't need it. She just needed to talk about it. What, what was she feeling? What's going on? Why did she want to go for the candy? It wasn't that she really wanted the candy. It was a stress reaction. Mm -hmm. So I'd work with that. And then we start adding some other tools besides macros. We do something called carb cycling. It's the Mm -hmm. best of both worlds. It makes you metabolic flexible. And what that means is that you become going from a sugar burner to a fat burner. So two days a week, we go lower carb. It's not keto. It's not no carbs. It's lower carb. And then the rest of the week we bring back the carbohydrates. We pair that with our exercise. So we have amazing, amazing, amazing 30 minute workouts every day that are different, that are programmed by some of my, some, I would say the top personal trainers I've ever worked with because I'm a personal trainer and their programs are so much better than mine. <laughs> so <laughs> much. Um, and you know, we're working on building muscle. Mm-hmm. So we're fueling your body, getting rid of chronic inflammation helping to prevent disease and reverse disease. And then we're building muscle. So that way we can increase your metabolism, which is what we really all want. And we can change the shape of your body. I lost over 20 inches in six months. Wow. And wow. my body shape changed. And it was all because of the lifting. And it's what I wanted. And A lot of people think about scale. Well, guess what? That was only a five pound weight loss. Wow. Wow. And and it's amazing what happens when you start looking at it as health, when you start looking at decreasing chronic inflammation, we start looking at it as how strong can I be? How much muscle can I put on? You're not gonna be Arnold. We don't want you to be Arnold. Arnold's not Arnold without doing some certain things. But we can change the shape of our bodies to what we really want. And I think most women, the shape of body that they want is not obtained by dieting. It's obtained by building muscle. We just don't realize that in our head. We think it's obtained by starving ourselves. But what it's really obtained by is fueling our body and eating. So for six weeks, we are just building the foundation of getting that, I would say, progress over perfection because who ladies take a deep breath. We try to be perfect and we know that doesn't work. And what happens is, ugh, you know what? I screwed up. That's Friday. Screw the weekend. All right. I'll start again Monday. And then Monday comes around Oh, I messed up. Okay. Well, you know what? There's only a couple more weeks of the month. I'll start again on the next month. And we think we have to be perfect instead of working on that 1% better every day instead of, Hey, how did I show up today? What did I do? Okay. What did I learn from today? And what can I take those lessons and improve upon tomorrow? And if we start thinking about that, it's like, oh, because I had a client yesterday. It's like, oh, I failed yesterday. I did this. I'm like, you didn't fail. What'd you learn? She's like, well, I learned this and this, this. I'm like, that's not failure. You learned when you're in this situation, this is what you need to do next time. That's not failure. 
What are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm fine. I'm back at it. That's not failure. And we need to we need to get rid of that pass fail. Yeah. No, it's definitely it's definitely a hang up for so many people, for so many people. Because yeah, I think that's what keeps us in that cycle of, you know, gaining the weights and then things just keep going because we feel like, oh, screw it, forget it. I can't stick to this. I can't stick with anything. And I mean, mindset, right? Mindset. And I'm guessing you've got a bunch of mindset work too. Within your yeah. I, I, in fact, one person I was talking today, I'm like, okay, we're going to start working on daily gratitude because we are our worst enemy. We are our roadblock. We are the ones that prevent a lot of our success. I always say when people say, what's the, what's the secret sauce? What, what, what is it? I'm like, you are, <laughs> you are the secret sauce. You just don't realize it. And when we go down that rabbit hole, rabbit hole, I suck. <sighs> I'm horrible. This is not working for me. Well, guess what happens? High cortisol. And all those negative emotions, we know that affects our gut microbiome. We know that negativity really can cause a lot of our health issues. And I'm not telling everybody to put rose color glasses on and be Susie Sunshine, but we need to stop the process of beating ourselves up. And when we can start looking at health, when we can start looking at, oh, you know what? I got out of bed today and I feel pretty good. Or, you know, I look at my kids and I'm so proud of them. And looking at the positivity that starts boiling over. I mean, I always say when you know you go into a room and you see somebody who radiates positivity, everybody wants them, right? Everybody wants right. to go talk to them. Or if you was it SNL was Debbie Downer or somebody, <laughs> nobody wants to be with that person. It's like, oh, they just they just beat themselves up. It's like it's so exhausting. Well, if you're doing that to yourself 20, 247, that's exhausting. It's, isn't it so much easier to try to get out of that funk? You may not like what you see in front of the mirror right now. I get that. But let's start focusing on the internal. Let's focus on the positive things. And then that person that you see in the mirror is going to start reflecting those positive thoughts. And yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of mindset. I think behavior, mindset, nutrition all go hand in hand. And if you don't have those three, that part that's missing is why things don't work in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. And something that, you know, I think for every program that someone's looking at to help them with their, their health and wellness, we need that mindset component because I think that's what gets us in trouble in the first place and keeps us, keeps us in trouble. (laughs) Well, and my nerd part is I went and got behavior specialist certification. So it's like, you know, Hey, I need to know. And it was, it was good for me too, because I'm, I, I, I am you, I am everybody who's listening to this podcast. I've been there. I understand because all these things I talk about are because I went through them too. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely, you know, as women, as adults, but, but I think for women in particular, I mean, I think we do definitely have some intricate, um, thought processes now. Yeah. Just, and, and basically because I think too, you know, being all the eighties, you know, all of us who are in our forties and, and, and up, I mean, we saw what happened in the eighties and now, then we saw the nineties and then it's like, oh my goodness, you know, now it's, it's the waist trainers and the long nails in the gym, which I'm still trying to figure out how you lift with long nails, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. 
And I think one of the things too, and, and this is something I think I will get by it from questions from folks. I wanted to make sure I answered this for them or have you answer this for them with the weight training. It's I'm imagining it's not barbell based stuff. Maybe you have some, <laughs> but give us a little scoop about the weight training component that you guys have so that folks can understand we're not looking at like, because I think everyone thinks CrossFit right away or they think. Oh, no, 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 no. So it's multi-level. So that meaning that if you are a beginner, you can do this. If you are a seasoned pro, you can do this. Like, okay, I was, someone is like, oh, you know, what are you going to teach me? I don't been teaching since I was 17 and personal trainer. Oh yeah. They've taught me a lot. And I like the programming that we do. So you can do these workouts at home or the gym. A lot of my beginners start with just resistance bands because that's all they have. And then as they increase, they add dumbbells. So that's what most of my clients will do is add they have dumbbells at home, resistance bands at home. And then as they get better, they might add more equipment. Or a lot of them will do it at the gym. So there's there's a component that you can do either or. And that makes it doable. And I love, I love dumbbells because each side of our body is not as strong as the other. You might have one that's dominant, one is that less dominant. And when you have two separate weights, it's definitely you can tell which side needs to be worked on a little bit more, which where's your weakness. And you can also focus on form, which I'm a big thing about form. I always say good form means great results. Bad form means that you're going to be injured. And none of the workouts are here. Let's see if you can do this crazy move. And and if anybody does fitness classes, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just to see if you can go over the top. It has no function whatsoever. All these moves that we do are... I would say it's functional fitness. It's things that you need to do in life. There's a reason why we do a goblet squat and come down. Well, I have a 20 pound dog who is pretty much handicapped. He can't do a lot of things. I do that goblet squat on a daily basis, picking him up. Dumbbell curls, I'm holding him. So a lot of the stuff that we're doing is actually functional fitness so that things taking groceries. How many of you actually like to go back to your car 20 trips. Now <laughs> you are loading those groceries up and going in the house in one trip. I mean, we're, we're training for life is what we're doing. And that's why I say in midlife, that's what we need to start doing is that we need to start training for our second chapter so that we can live with energy purpose and actually thrive. Well said, well said. I mean, it's huge because it's, it's the little things preventing injuries, the stability, the balance, you know, the one-sided love, one-sided stuff. I think a lot of it's underrated. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, we can see deficiencies, but we can also be able to correct stability issues as well by doing one-sided lifts. So good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm not, it's like people say, well, I don't make, I don't have those machines. You don't need the machines. And sometimes the machines, like I'm five, five, a lot of those machines at the gym do not fit me and they change my body mechanics. So having dumbbells is perfect because guess what? You're also working when you have dumbbells, you're working your core, you're working, you know, if you don't know what your core is, it's from your head, your neck up down to your pelvic, and you're working those muscles in your abdominals. You're working the lower back. There's so many other things that you're doing when you're working with bands or dumbbells. It's like a two for one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a total body workout that a lot of people don't yeah. think they're like, Oh, I did upper body, but I didn't do total body. I'm like, well, if you did it with dumbbells, technically you had to stay. Yeah. 
Right. So got a little bit in there. And it's one of those things too, that I have actually like in the past been like, I didn't do anything in my core. And my coach is like, <laughs> you know, it's funny because you just have to sit back and be like, oh, I guess I did. And it's different. But as you get older, it's definitely different. And, and, and I, you know, with the weight, it's definitely something that I think for a lot of women, it is a frustration. It's a confusing, we don't know where to go. And so yeah. I, I love what you're you're doing here. So will you tell folks a little bit more about how they can get a hold of you, how they can, you know, get a call with you or figure out if they're right fit yeah. for your program? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give you two different things. So you can go to my website, amykwilson.com. That's A-M-Y-K-W-I-L-S-O-N.com. There's all sorts of information. You can always book a call there or get more information, or you can go onto Instagram. I am the nutrition coach pharmacist on Instagram. So it's the nutrition coach pharmacist. If you send me a message, health fix, <laughs> I will send you a free five-day fat loss blueprint that has lots of recipes. It has a meal guide for you. I always tell people, it's like, don't get overwhelmed by a meal guide. Use it as a guide. Use all those recipes and double, triple, because you can take that five days and make it 15 days. It's perfect. And then I've also included two of my favorite recipes, one being a chili recipe that is myth. Legend says this is what Dave from Dave Thomas from Wendy's took. Um, and it's it's an amazing recipe. It tastes just like Wendy's chili and it's healthy. And you can make it on in the Instapot. And yes. it's like five ingredients, which is my jam. Five ingredients or less I love. And I will include that. And I usually want to give that to my clients. So I'm going to include that. So in, in, if you go to Instagram, the nutrition coach pharmacist, put health fix. I will send that five-day blueprint to you. Awesome. Ooh, nice. I'm I'm headed there. I want to know about this, this <laughs> chili. We always are looking for good chili, especially this time of year. So I'm excited to check that out. So I hope you gues will as well. Everything will be at drjkrausnd.com. Gosh, Amy, thank you so much for all of the wonderful information, giving us the scoop on the Ozempic and GLP. P1, I can talk. Um, and and all of the, the peptide component, because I think it's really important for folks to understand what they're getting into. It's, you know, unfortunately, another quick fix versus a lifestyle program. Thank you so much for having me. This was a, this was a fabulous conversation. Awesome. My pleasure. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yes. Hey, fellow health junkie. Thanks for listening to the Health Fix podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in, please help support me to get the word out about the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review, and just get that word out. Thanks again for listening.